Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, the world tour continues. The I Am Rappaport live world tour continues this summer. July 26th, we're going to be in Toronto. Saturday, August 4th in New York City. Saturday, August 18th in Houston, Texas. Wednesday, August 22nd in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Union Transfer. And Saturday, August 25th, right in Boston, Massachusetts, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast World Tour. Me and G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, live, taking on the entire world. Again, we start Thursday, July 26th in Toronto. All tickets are available at IamRappaportTour.com. We're doing meet and greets for every single person in the house, the I Am Rappaport Tour Takeover 2018. Get your tickets at IamRappaportTour.com. All right, brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is coming up next. My name is Michael Rappaport. Today, we are talking about my main man, Robert De Niro. Did he go too far? Cursing out Donald Trump at the Tony Awards. We have some fantastic sick fucks of the week. I saw the movie Ocean's 8, and I have some question about who got paid what. Plus, we have to discuss Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Plus, Tampa Bay Buccaneer Beast, wide receiver. The $81 million man, my man Big Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
was at Game 4 of the Finals. He's an NBA fan, a LeBron lover. He knows I'm a LeBron hater. I'm going to ask him what he thinks the outcome would be of me and LeBron James shooting a fair one for five minutes, what it's like to be 24 and have an $81 million contract, and I'm going to ask him the real question that all NFL fans want to know. What the fuck are OTAs? All that and more with my main man, Big Mike Evans. But first, me and G. Moody are going to set the table. Miles, Jordan, let me get something funky. All right. You know how much I love my coffee. I talk about it all the time. I love coffee, and we have never had a coffee sponsorship before. So when I tell you that Four Sigmatic is where it's at. You know it's worth giving up your daily Starbucks. That's right. Four Sigmatic Coffee is better than Starbucks. And you know I used to like my Starbucks, but Four Sigmatic is better. Here's the twist. It ain't just coffee. It's a superfood because it's made with mushrooms. That's right, mushrooms. And they're kind of like magic mushrooms. Mushroom coffee has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but it's twice as magical. It's healthier and it'll make you happier whether you like coffee, tea, or cacao, or whatever you're into. Four Sigmatic Coffee is fantastic. It supports focus, creativity, memory, concentration, and brain health. I'm drinking the mushroom coffee right now. It comes in easy to use and single serving packets. All you gotta do is just add water, perfect for travel or when you're on the go. Costs just $1.50 per cup. Okay, I love Four Sigmatic Coffee. You can get 15% off your first purchase with the code CHAMP. That's because I'm the champ. Just go to Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash champ and try it for yourself. Foursigmatic.com forward slash champ and try it for yourself. I am telling you, I love this drink. All right. Oh, we are back. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Coming live and direct from the Gloom Tomb studio of New York City of Money Making Manhattan. My name is Michael Rappaport, of course. <clears throat> A.K.A. the Gringo Mandingo. A.K.A. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. I'm here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Uh, we have a jam-packed I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Um, we're going to get into a whole bunch of things. Um, I want to tell you guys right now that, listen, of course, Friday night when the Cavaliers lost in dramatic fashion, pretty much quit at the end of the third quarter, um, I was I was itching. I was itching to do an emergency podcast, but I said, why? Why? I I predicted. I called it. I thought that the Cavaliers would be competitive enough to win one fucking game, <laughs> but they couldn't do it. And, and I watched game five. Um, I celebrated. And a few people hit me up on Twitter. A few people hit me up on Instagram. Where's the emergency podcast? But I just said, why? Why why add insult to more injury? 
So uh, just just so you know, I was thinking about doing an emergency podcast, and then on Saturday I was thinking about doing a post-game four emergency podcast, and I just, again, I said, why? Why the fuck do I need to do it? Uh, I, I know G. Moody was, was out. He wouldn't have been available. And, and the whole reason for doing an emergency after game four would be to stomp G. Moody's ass. So yeah. I just want to let everybody know that, of course, the temptation was there. I was chomping at the bit, but I just, I just said, why? I'm going to wait till I get back to New York City and, and really fucking jump on G. Moody's ass. <laughs> um, Let's go. I'm with it. Well, I'm we'll, we'll get to the game. We'll get to the game in a minute. Um, game four, the series, um, and all that stuff. Um, I, I wanted to ask you how you were doing. Uh, how was your weekend, Moody? I, I, didn't, I didn't get to speak to you that much this weekend. I wanted to let you be. Uh, just in general, uh, how is the three-time podcast co-host of the year uh, feeling? Uh, a little despondent uh, nice because um, I, I, I thought they would win at least one game so we could extend the series So because we love basketball. And um, I'm a little despondent that they lost. I was at a bar uh, with, uh, in Lakewood, California, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, met, met a guy, my man Brandon. We, he was ribbing me. He was a Golden State dude. Uh, he's from Germany. He was going back and forth. He was giving it to me. And uh, I lost. Cleveland lost, so I was fucked up. Brandon, fuck you, man. Yeah, well, Brandon, you know where to find me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, Brandon, I'm sure was 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 a lot more playful. Uh, he was ribbing you, as you said. I, I, I don't rib. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do that. I don't. I don't rib. I fucking jump on your fucking head. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, do that later. I, I, I want to. Uh, I want to uh, get to some other things first before I. I get on a fucking trampoline and fucking just fucking do some Mary Lou Retton flips on your fucking neck. All right, all right. Um, this is something that I was I was re- I actually I had to run this up the flagpole with my wife because I have to say I was I was uh, torn, and I have such um, reverence, and I have such uh, just respect and admiration and. I mean, any sort of adjective and verb you could think of for Robert De Niro. Uh, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the home of the Robert De Niro line of the week. Um, I, the guy means so much to me as, as a fan. I'm such an, an admirer of his. He means yeah. so much to me. He's inspired me so much as an actor. All-time all great. And just I love him as well. Enter, you know, before I even thought about being an actor, entertain me. And, and then when, you know, I just, I just, I, I can't say enough about him. You know, I talk about him all the time here. And we've talked about him in, 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 all the time in regards to Trump. And yeah. he's given some of the great quotes about Trump. At one point, he called him a dog, a mutt. Actually, Miles Jordan, play that clip. I mean, he's so blatantly stupid. He's a punk He's a dog, he's a pig, he's a con, a bullshit artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's gaming society, doesn't pay his taxes. He's an idiot, Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster, he's an embarrassment to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this bozo, has wound up where he has. I mean, that's beautiful. That's eloquent right there. 
called him a dog. He called him a mutt, called him a con, all these things. And he's spoken out a couple of times. But, but I have to say, and I didn't watch it live. I saw it the next day, the day after. The Tony Awards, which I could give two shits about. I could give two shits about the Tony Awards. Obviously, I respect the craft of theater. But that award show's not for me. You know, I don't like musicals. I don't, I don't like any of that. I don't like Hamilton. I respect it. I respect all those people. Um, I, you know, I respect all the actors, all the singers, all the performers. But that particular award show, I could give two shits about. And I was traveling to New York. Um, and, and I just, I don't watch that show. I have to give a reason why I don't watch that show. Do you watch the show, Moody? Hell no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Now, if I was ever nominated for a Tony, yes, I'd be watching it. I'd be urging everybody to watch the goddamn (laughs) show. Me me too. (laughs) Right? Who knows? The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast might go to Broadway someday, and then we'll be like, oh, goddammit, me and Moody are presenting at the Tonys. You got to watch it. But aside (laughs) from that five minutes of me and Moody at the the Tony Awards, I could give two shits. So De Niro came out to announce an award, and... Without prompting or without any sort of agitation or discussion, my guy, my my main man, said, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. And I have to say- a round of applause. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, this is is like playing into like, I mean, talk about home crowd advantage. This is New York. This is a a theater crowd. You are going right to the easiest, uh, lowest common denominator. Um. And I, and I have to say, Robert De Niro, I love when he's spoken out about Trump. The clip that we just played, fantastic. But for him to say anything about Trump at the Tonys that night in, without any prompting, I felt like, leave that to fucking animals like myself. Leave that to the, to the lunatics. Like, you're so beyond that. And it just wasn't the time and the place and... And why? Why? You, you know, you've articulated. Exactly. Yeah, I just, I didn't understand it. And, and I have nothing. I got nothing but respect for this dude. This is my fucking dude. And I love that one of the, one of the great things about Donald Trump being in, uh, an agitator for, for Robert De Niro is he's brought him out of his shell. We're talking about one of the most notoriously, infamously shy, um, guarded people in all of Hollywood history. Uh, but but since Trump, and I think, you know, just over the years, because, he, you know, he's a philanthropist and because he donates a lot of things to charity and the Tribeca Film Festival, he's sort of been forced, and age, he's sort of been forced to come out of his shell. But I just was like, Bobby D, you, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Let yeah. me get on looks- Instagram and do it. Let all the other people do it. And and also, like, there's got to be some context to it. I just didn't feel it. The thing that was, that's the word, context. I didn't understand what the context was. Like it, I, I, yeah, I, I know. It's I, I, crazy, I, man. I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Like, it's a Sunday. It's the Tony Awards. Like, no one's discussing Trump. I, I, I didn't get it. Did you see Bobby D do that? I saw it, and um, that, that's the reason. That's one of the reasons why Trump will win again in 2020. I mean, you just, these people were just crazy with it. And, you know, De Niro just coming out, fuck Trump. Yo, it's an award show. Get the award. Why are you talking about this guy? He's the president. I mean, wait till the elections come around and put your ballot in. Maybe you could get him out. But to say fuck Trump plays right into Donald Trump's uh, pocket in his wheelhouse. And that's why I think 
that sentiment is going to uh, uh, propel him to another term. You'll see. These guys just got to cool out, man. He's, he's won already. You know, like, please. You look, you look crazy, man. You look crazy. And, and it's like a round of applause. No, it wasn't this, just a round. It was a standing. A motherfucker started dancing and shit. Like, yeah, and it's not really going to make much difference. Yo, that's, that plays right into his, his wheelhouse. Yo, the fans, his, his fucking base and all that. Man, he's like, yo, look at these guys, man. Insults. Fuck this. Listen, man. That's that's not the way to do it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I just didn't understand it. I just didn't yeah. get it. Like I didn't. I didn't understand it. And, and, and right. that's my man, fifty grand, a Bobby. We love Bobby, of um, course. Oh, and we love Bobby, of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't love Bob? Jesus Christ. Um, I saw uh, the box office winner uh, this weekend uh, was uh, Ocean's Eight. Oh, for real? Which wow. I, I saw it. it. It won the box office, which which means nothing. Um, starring Sandra Bullock and uh, Rihanna's in it, looking fantastic. Um, and and uh, Mindy Kaling is in it. There's there. It's it's, it's a jam packed, uh, star studded uh, cast, and it won the box office easily. Um, and 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 I enjoyed the film. I think it was a, it was a, it was a decent film. It was good. It was entertaining. It did right. what it was supposed to do. Uh, but one of the things I thought was interesting that hasn't been brought up is the pay, the gender pay. Uh, it's been a lot, of, a lot of people have been discussing, you know, you're talking about Kate Blanchett is in it. Anne Hathaway is in it. Like I said, right. Rihanna, uh, this actress who you probably recognize uh, before you, you would uh, uh, know her name. Uh, Sarah Paulson, great actress. Helena Bonham Carter, great actress. Um, right, right. All what, women, what? all all different stars at different levels, but no one's questioned if they got paid the same amount of money. Oh yes, yes. I wanted to ask you that. Did did, did they get paid no. the same amount because it was all women and no men to scale? What what? Who got more? Who got less? And is there any beef about that? Oh, <laughs> there should be a lot of beef. No one's brought it up. No one brought it up, but I, I'll tell you this. Rest assured that Sandra Bullock got the most money. She got the most uh, racks. And, and you know why Sandra Bullock's got the most money? It's because she's the biggest fucking star. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and Kate Blanchett probably got the second amount of money along with Anne Hathaway because they're the second biggest stars. Oh, so, so it was a pay discrimination. Oh, I guess so. I guess oh, fucking not- so. And Rihanna, who's probably the biggest worldwide pop star, uh, uh, you know, arguably, in some, in some aspects, some people would say she's more famous than Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, or Anne Hathaway. In some, in some respects, I guarantee you she got even less than all of them because she's not proven as a box office drawer in the movies. So I want to oh. know where's the controversy? Where's the protest? Where's the protest? Sandra Bullock made more money than all the other women in the film. Where's the fucking protest? Do you yeah. think Sandra Bullock said, nah, uh, I'm, I'm going to take less money unless the rest of the women in the film right. get... Fuck no, she didn't say uh, yeah, that. And yeah. nor should she say that. Yeah, and where's Ellen? I thought Ellen should have an expose on this. Oh, this is a big fucking... It, it, this is a, if, if this was men and it was a mixed... You know, because it's all women, it would be a big, big fucking to-do. 
They right. squeezed Mark Wahlberg for this. Uh, uh, yep. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's not going to accept a jobs where he doesn't, where his female co-star doesn't get yep. as much as him. Why yep. isn't anyone discussing it with this film? Because I guarantee you, Helena Bonham Carter didn't make a fucking nickel yep. compared to what Sandra Bullock made. Kate Blanchett made it ain't Anne Hathaway made. And, and, and Mindy Kaling, she didn't get paid jack shit. And Sarah Paulson... <laughs> She's yeah. considered one of the one of the one of the great actresses of her generation. She just won won an Emmy Award for the OJ movie. She didn't get shit compared Yo. to these other women. Where's the protest? Uh, exactly. And since Sandra Bullock got the most, did she make a statement saying, "I am horrified that the other co-stars didn't get equal to me"? Nope. Did she come out and say that? Nope. Oh. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, but but they squeezed Mark Wahlberg for for his yeah. million dollars uh, when he did the reshoots of that film. Yep, the Hollywood bullies. They, these people are bullies. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know where the uproar is over the fact that the great icon, pop culture icon Rihanna, got far less than Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Why isn't we, let- it, why isn't there protests in the streets? Why isn't there some hashtag being made up? Why is it that Mindy Kaling did not get as much money as Anne Hathaway? Because her worth, her worth is not as much as Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is a movie star. Okay? Anne Hathaway, and there's this other chick that was in the film. She was good. I can't even pronounce her name. It's like Aquafina, something like that. Right, right. They probably got her fucking, they gave her nothing. She's never right. been in a big movie before they gave her, you know, you know why they gave her nothing? She was happy to be there. Right. You don't the just scale. pay, you don't, and, and then the men that were in the movie, Griffin Dunn was in the movie, all these, you think they got as much as Sandra Bullock? Fuck no. It's scary. Yeah, and I'm hard, I'm upset. I think I'm going to protest. What, what studio that shit was at, rap? I think, I think me and you, should draw up some picket, picket signs with some crayons and go and say, yo, why Sandra Bullock didn't give her pay to the other women in the motherfucking movie? And you know what, Gerald? When you first started uh, your, your, your speech here, you said you were horrified, and I think you should have <laughs> went with that word. You could, you could embrace that. Say it again, please. Were you horrified, Mr. Moody? I was horrified at the abhorrent behavior and the discrimination that goes on Right in, on the set, Sandra Bullock is the captain. Oh. She's supposed to say, "She's supposed to say, oh no, you stop, can't give me stop more production. Right. I want this no name, never been in a movie before chick to get as much as me." Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah! You on your soapbox, among other things. Now it's all women. Why can't they all get the same? Just don't bullshit yourself, man. Well, I'm sorry to horrify you, movie. Yeah. It's horrifying. I'm, I'm very upset about that. I want I want them to all get equal pay. Why why people got to get less? Oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> I was horrified when when this whole thing dawned on me. And I and, I, and, and you... I gotta be I gotta be honest. If there's anybody who's listening that's horrified about finding out that some no name actress didn't get paid as much as Sandra Bullock, I'm sorry for horrifying you. <laughs> I, I don't know how you didn't walk out the fucking movie. I was so I was so horrified. I felt like walking out. <laughs> I was just so horrified. That's the word they all used. Oh, I was horrified to learn. Yep, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> well, I, I apologize for horrifying any listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. 
I know there's brand new listeners of the I Am Rap for Stereo Podcast. I, I apologize for horrifying you. I did not mean to be horrifying. Um, and <laughs> listen, I, f- I think that there should be a big protest, and I think it should involve men and women and everybody who's about fair and gender equality and gender pay. Right. Absolutely. They they uh they did the sucker shit. They did they did the exact thing that happens with men. They, yep. You see how see how hypocritical this shit is? Yo, they that, did the that exact is some bullshit. Same thing. The exact same thing. So it's bullshit. Thanks, thanks for pointing that out. And I'm, you should have walked out the fucking movie. Well, I, you know, I think I was in shock first because you know, first you get shocked and then you get horrified. Yeah. <laughs> I was horrified to find out. Uh, me too. <laughs> um. This uh, very popular, I don't know if he's a rapper. I don't know what kind of music this dude makes. Very popular. Uh, 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 I don't know what the fuck he does, to be honest with you. His name's Post Malone. Oh, okay. This, this yeah. fucking guy. This, this is a new trend. People are getting their impromptu feelings. They're like in the moment feelings tattooed, not just on their body, on their face. This fucking guy, Post Malone, he's the kid, he came out with a song called White Iverson and then said he wasn't really into rap music. So I don't know who this fucking guy is. He <laughs> got on his face, under each eye, tattooed always on one eye and then under the next eye, like right where you have like your bags on your eyes, Yeah. under the next eye, tired. So he got always tired, about an inch uh- on each side, tattooed where you have, like, you know, like, under your eye. Right. Why? Because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> you you got to be a fucking idiot. That's like I, me, I would, that's like me yeah. getting tattooed, my back hurts on my forehead. Right. Or right. I got to take a shit on my neck. Right. Or, or I, I didn't get enough sleep. Uh, like, uh, uh, I mean, this is stupid. Right. I would like to ask him, yo, uh, well, c- can you give us reason? What's the reasoning behind that? <laughs> why Why do that? You're going to take it off anyway. You, you can't. <laughs> yo, the, the technology to get the, 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 I tried to get the little scribble scrabble bullshit I have on my arms taken off. It's like a year and a half long process. Wow. It, it's not easy. You got to keep going yeah. back, keep going back, keep going back. And and they said it's very painful. I can't imagine how painful it is to get it right under your eyelids. Oh, man. But why, like, why are you getting your feelings tattooed always tired? So you want to have that on the on your face the, the, uh, the rest of your life? How yeah. dumb is that shit? Opioids, Molly, Xanax, it's all alt- uh, brain chemistry altering shit. This is what you do when you're under... A whole ton of substances. This is what you do. You're not yourself. This guy's fucking... Uh, oh, he's whacked out of his head, man. Yeah, it's... I don't understand that shit. That shit's real dumb. But he, he's not the only one. This guy's getting, like, little messages tattooed on their face. It's one thing to do right. it on your, on your body, which is real stupid. It's another thing <laughs> to do it right... The dead smack right on your face. As if, you, yeah. as if you're, your life and your feelings and your... Eh, this one you need like parents around or some shit. Like like you ain't got no friends. Some one of his friends. This guy's a a, a big singer. Or a, I don't know what the fuck he does. 
He, he don't have no friends. Like, yo, chill. Wait till tomorrow and see if you still want to get that. Right, right. But they're all doped out. Like I said, these are the 70s. Uh, revisited. This is like the junkies of, of, of this time. They do all kind of shit. Remember the dope heads back in the days in the 70s? They, they in the street naked. They nodding out. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's who we have right now. <laughs> um, all right. Miles, Jordan, l- l- let me get something funky. <laughs> I think I, that laugh, you know what's coming, Moody. Yeah. Fuck. First of all, I want to say this. In case, you, in case you've been living under a rock, the Golden State Warriors won their Uh-oh. second championship back-to-back in, in embarrassing fashion. Yeah, yeah. They, they excuse, let me, Please, can, can I have the floor? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yield to the gentleman from Manhattan. Go ahead. Um, they, they lost uh, four games to nothing. Um, everybody who was watching the game, who understands basketball, said that it appeared that LeBron James and his team quit um, about, you know, eight minutes into the fourth quarter. Um, they got their asses kicked. Um, Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green, the rest of the team, Kevin Durant, and, of course, Klay Thompson, JaVel McGee, Sean Livingston, my guy David West from New Jeru's, uh the whole, the whole crew, they bust their asses. Congratulations on doing it in an embarrassing fashion. Um, after the game, the big discussion. Instead of, instead of just sort of turning it over to the Golden State, moving on, giving them all the props, one of, one of the big things that overshadowed Kevin Durant winning MVP. A lot of people said that they thought that Steph Curry should have won MVP. A lot of people said that they thought they should have won co-MVPs. doesn't matter. It's a team game. So all this conversation about who's the best player, who's the GOAT, it means nothing. It's a team game. The players that I mentioned, JaVel McGee, very productive in this series. Sean Livy, the whole crew, they beat the other team. But after the press conference, after playing with superhuman strength, with superhuman <laughs> powers, after throwing the ball fast and hard off the backboard in game three, catching it and dunking it with ferocity. LeBron James comes out to his post-game presser with a fucking cast. And then he says, oh, I pretty much played uh, the last three games with a broken hand. Uh, suck a shit right there. I, 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 I agree. Uh, oh, oh, you chimed in. I'll, I'll let you take the floor. Please pl- c- please continue. I, I thought if you didn't uh, make that public when it happened, after you get your ass kicked and you lose all the games, you shouldn't make it public afterwards. Period. I, I thought, right. And, and that was sucking shit because it's like, now it looks like you're like, oh, man, like, yo, y'all didn't know. Yo, you can't do that. You get you get a a, a a mark for that, man. That's uh, unacceptable. I I agree totally with you. And the, the thing that the thing that bothered me about it is, is is exactly what Moody said. But but what if you had one? Would you have mentioned right. the cast? And, and why, right. if you hit it for three games, this guy has cameras on him twenty four seven. Teammates, you have these these people on the teams that leak things to the press. Nobody yeah. said anything. It got out. We're talking about the world's most famous athlete. It was hidden. He obviously yeah. uh, uh, was injured. 
in, in some fashion, whether it was broken, fractured, sore, whatever, after game one, apparently he punched uh, one of those blackboards and hurt his hand. Right. It, no one knew anything about it. Why don't you do the press conference, give props to the Warriors, and then get your little fucking Band-Aid put on your shit? Yeah. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. It's in bad taste. I would, I, after the first game, I would have strangled JR. I wouldn't have punched no blackboard. I'd be like, yo, I would have strangled that motherfucker in the locker room. They uh, had, understood. Have, understood. And if you hurt your hand strangling him, understood. Uh, exactly. Fuck the blackboard. I'm going after the guy who caused this shit. And, and then and later on, if, if they see you a day later and they see you with the, the, the cast, they go, what happened? Oh, my shit was just a little sore. We wrapped it up. Keep exactly. it funky. Allen yeah. Iverson played with broken bones. Yeah. He never said anything. I have ulcerative colitis. I have inflammation in my fucking lungs. I have a chronic cough. Inflammation in your bowels, too. (laughs) You don't hear me complaining. I do the goddamn podcast. You don't hear a fucking word out of me. Word. And and it's another thing. I want to say this to you, Moody. Uh, All right, all right, because you got to yield to me soon. (laughs) A lot of people say, oh, you're a bandwagoner, you're this. I was thinking about that. People that listen to this podcast, you, you know where, I, where I'm at. They get, they get the sentiment. They get the gist. But me, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. I rooted for the Seattle Seahawks like they were my own fucking team yeah. against Tom why, Brady. And that's why a lot of New Yorkers are, are, are down on you now. No, no, no. No, no. They're not down on shit. Yeah. I want to yeah. explain something. I want, to explain to, I want to explain something. <laughs> I rooted for the Seattle Seahawks versus Tom Brady and the, and, the, and the Patriots like they were my own. I rooted for the Atlanta Falcons versus Tom Brady and the Patriots like they were my own. Yeah. I put my emotions on the line. Okay? Sometimes you win. Sometimes you don't win. Everybody saw the iconic photo of me underneath my coffee table. When the New England Patriots came back 28-3, to I wanted the New England Patriots to fucking lose. I danced. I celebrated. I told Julian Edelman to his face. That's what I wanted. Right, right. And when they lost, I accept the pain of that. That's why <laughs> it's sports. I accepted the pain of the Golden State Warriors losing when they were up 3-1. to one. So... When I root for a team that's not my own, I give myself the pain, and I accept the pain. Listen, you take on the team, you adopt the team for the week, you adopt the team for the series. If they win, you stuff it down their fucking throat. Like, I'm going (laughs) to stuff it down your fucking throat, Moody. And if they lose, you go underneath the coffee table. I'm entitled to do that. You think in the NFL playoffs when the Giants aren't involved, I'm going to just step away. No, I love the sport. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to root for who I want to root for. And if the team wins, I feel it. If the team loses, I feel it. And I, and I accept the winning as good as I do the losing. So when they lose 3-1 to one to the Cavaliers, I, I'm heartbroken. When they fuck them, when they <laughs> stuff them, when they pound them, four games to nothing, I could celebrate it. I've earned that fucking right. I earned the right to, to sit there and go, I talk shit about LeBron James versus Indiana Pacers. He <laughs> proved me wrong. 
I talked shit. I didn't talk shit about the Raptors. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I wanted, baby dinosaurs. I adopted Boston. He proved me wrong. I accept it. I can then. So then, when I say they're going to get their asses ripped, reamed, and stretched versus Golden State, I've earned <laughs> that fucking right. I have yeah. earned that fucking right. So so all the, and and I we think the, the Knicks haven't played basketball in two months. We love hey. basketball. Moody goes with LeBron. He has to accept what I'm giving it to him right now. And if it was vice versa, I'd have to accept it. So these people are like, yo, you're a bandwagoner. I love basketball. It is my favorite sport. I had a dream last night, Gerald. That right, somehow I had a dream last night. We're going to come back to the Warriors. All right. I had a dream. This is how much I love basketball. I had a dream last night that somehow, some way, Charles Barkley got some sort of misinterpretation because Ian Rappaport of ESPN was on a tangent talking shit about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley thought it was me. I ran into him at a bar, and me and Charles Barkley got into a fight. <laughs> uh. Okay, but, but the point is, is that I love basketball. I love oh. basketball. Like, when I meet basketball players, I'm jittery. I was walking along the streets of New York City today. Beautiful. Spring, pre-summer day. I sat down to get a coffee at some coffee joint in the West Village. And guess who was sitting right in front of me? Who? Devin Booker of the Phoenix oh, Suns. That nasty motherfucker. Devin Booker, he's right. 21. I was I was like a fucking schoolgirl at at a Justin Bieber concert. Uh, yo, uh, let me let me let me stop you for a second, and I just want to interject. I get a lot of vitriol and DMs about you, and and, and New York people are coming at me. It's like, yo, your man looked like he out there selling his ass to Golden State. He out there in the, in the uh, at half court. They're mad. I can't. Def I can't. For uh, defend you as a New Yorker, and you out there in in San Francisco at half court, yes. shaking hands with these motherfuckers. Yes. So I say, yo, yo, this is a traitor. Yes, no, this is I, a traitor. I understand all that, but I just explained it in basic terms. We don't terms. give a fuck as a New York people, as New Yorkers. We don't, we don't give a fuck. I don't fuck with Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey. I fuck with LeBron. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. I decided to lift my self-imposed ban on being a Knicks fan because the great and potentially a game-changing David Fisdale was hired by the Knicks. I, <laughs> I dictate, I'm emotionally involved. Listen, I worked for 16 fucking months tirelessly, endlessly on when the garden was eaten. Me and you were at the garden in 1981, okay? I, I, I don't have to prove how much of a Knicks fan I am, but I am not going to sit here with my fucking dick in my hand Oh, were? <laughs> During the playoffs and not be emotionally involved. That's part of being a fan. So, no, I'm not going to sit here with my, my dick in my hands, Moody. You know what I'm going to sit here with? My what fucking up? What up? broom in my hands. You oh. fuck you. All you right. fuck. You <laughs> fuck you. I had two fucking brooms Friday night, you cocksucker. And I swept it up. And we beat the fuck out of you. And I accepted that win like it was my fucking own. And I texted Chris Mullen, you fuck. And I texted Mitch, Mitch Richmond, you fuck. And I swept those fucking streets up. And if I was in Cleveland, I would have been, I would have probably gotten into a fight. I would have gotten arrested. And it would have been well fucking worth it. They got their fucking ass kicks. And now LeBron James 
is going to figure out what he needs to do to put himself in the best position to win at least one more championship in his career. He's leaving Cleveland. I don't know where the fuck he's going. Reports today said that Gary Payton, Hall of Famer, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, one of the coaches of the Big Three, which I will be the sideline reporter starting June 22nd in Houston. GP, what's good? How good was he on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast? Oh, man. Gary Payton is the best, man. Of course. He, he's, like, he's like a combination of like Richard Pryor. And I mean, he's, he should be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Gary Payton, what up? <laughs> but GP said that uh, LeBron James' son has committed to a high school in California um, to play basketball. I don't know how that came out, but Gary Payton said it. Gary Payton is about as G as it comes. Yeah. When you talk about a real motherfucker who came up the real way and who's about as G as it gets. So if, uh-huh. if he said it, He's not talking out his ass because he's not no gossip or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, LeBron James is going to go to L.A. He said he's not going to play for the Clippers. In all likelihood, if he comes to L.A., he's playing for the Lakers. Whatever the fuck he does, it's over. It's not over. It's fucking over. He got swept. You know what's hey. over? This dick snot about, he's better than Jordan. You fucking Jordan and get fucking swept in the finals. Nah. Jordan fucking, he never went to a game seven in the finals. And he never had a retarded guy on his team either. I don't give a fuck about the special needs. He got swept. He, and he, he, he got fucking swept. came out with a fucking, with an ace bandage on. Like on some Rocky Balboa shit. What the fuck? Where you come out with a, with a fucking ace bandage that you got at CVS or Rite Aid after the game? I thought you got a broken hand. Put a fucking real cast on you. Oh, I played, I played the last three games with a broken hand. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you at the last point, and I'm waiting to for you to yield to, to the gentleman from Brooklyn. Uh, but go ahead. Let me see if I, – I mean, I don't know what more I need to say. I, I, I don't know why when they talk about LeBron James, they, they have to say uh, he's a great philanthropist, he's a great husband, he's a great father. They don't do this about anyone else. Kevin Durant right. just gave $14 million Okay, Kevin Durant said in an interview with ESPN or ABC or one of them, they said, where are you signing? He said, I'm signing with the Golden State Warriors. Of course. Kevin Durant, but but wait, Kevin Durant, when he re-signed with Oklahoma City, he didn't make any fanfare about it. He just re-signed. This guy's going to take over the summer, take the entire NBA hostage, and and do all this bullshit. And you know what? You're still not beating the fucking Golden State next year. Yeah, you you talk about, like, KD, like – but but if you if you really about that life, you got mission accomplished. You got your chips. You signed there. You went there. You went to a championship team that didn't need you, and you 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 got your chips. KD, you mad nice. I'm giving you all that credit. You won. But think about LeBron. Check it out, rap, and yield to me for a second. Miami, Miami, the Heat. Before LeBron got there, first round exit to the Celtics. When LeBron got there into his last year in Cleveland, they lost to the second round to the Celtics. His con- LeBron contract was honored. He leaves to go to Miami. He didn't go to the fucking Celtics. That beat him. So that year, the Lakers won the championship. LeBron's last year in Miami, they lose to the Spurs in the finals. LeBron honors his contract and says, you know what? I'm going to go back home because I got some unfinished business to do. I'm going to give these motherfuckers a chip. He does that. He goes back to Cleveland, brings him a chip. 
and incidentally beating the championship team that your man joined because he himself could not do it. Again, in this in this scenario, your guy would have joined the Spurs. So I, I, I don't respect Kevin Durant because he joined. Listen, he joined a championship team that won a chip without him. LeBron went to Miami, and the year before, Miami didn't make the fucking playoffs. And then he came back to Cleveland, who hadn't made the playoffs, and he won them a championship. So you cannot equate similarity. LeBron went to a team that wasn't shit and made them win the championship, beating the same team that your man joined. That's all I'm saying. I respect the Golden State Warriors. Crazy nice. Yo, dynasty. But, yo, that dude... You need to break out and go to D.C. and cement your legacy because, yo, and, and he put something on Instagram. He was like, yo, back to back. And you should see the comments. Everybody around the world feels the exact same way I feel. That shit you got got an asterisk because you joined a championship team and you already nice. Of course you're going to win. So fuck homeboy. LeBron, gear up and go to a team and, and yo, you, your contract is honored. You, that's what he does, two-year joints. But he gives you a championship. Money went to a fucking team that won already. Fuck him, man. He ain't all that. When it was time to shine. Look who LeBron got. When this it was time planet. to shine. Wait, wait, rap. I haven't finished. Yield back. I, I, <laughs> yo, he went to, he got four Hall of Famers. Of, yo, it's hard. Yo, the greatest player in the world playing with some bum-ass motherfuckers that's not, that's scared of the bright lights. Of course, it's going to be an uphill battle. It's, it, and, and the developmentally delayed guy didn't know they had timeouts. The coach didn't even know they had fucking, what kind of shit are we on? Of course, he broke his hand in the locker room. It's terrible, but I give, I concede they won the championship. But Steph Curry, Clay, those are the dudes, man. And Draymond and Iggy, those are the dudes. That's the core. Fuck, yo, bo- fuck yo, money. Yo, you cannot, you cannot say those are the dudes. This yeah. dude, this dude, when it was, when they were, when the, game three, game four, and what he did offensively, game four, what he did offensively in game three, and. Listen, no one's going to shut down LeBron James, but he he guarded LeBron James all four of those games, particularly the last three, at the top of the key. And LeBron James was never just busting his ass because he's tall, he knows how he plays, and he took the challenge. And, and LeBron yeah. didn't do that. He took because the fucking in, challenge. And, and if, you're playing, if you're playing a nice dude, they're going to score. You're playing LeBron James, sometimes they're going to score. JaVel McGee got him into a situation. He guarded him, guarded him. He had to do some crazy shit. He threw it off the backboard with his quote-unquote broken hand and made the <laughs> highlight of the series. Yo, you can't keep shitting on this dude. And here's another thing. The LeBron James, the fact that he grew up in Cleveland, got drafted by Cleveland, which is just something that you, you know, that's just like, that was destined to happen, right? Not everybody right. gets drafted by their home team. Think about this. If you, G. Moody, yeah. Right now, was drafted. You were a kid, 21 years old. All, like you were just coming out of Brooklyn, and you got drafted by the Brooklyn by the Brooklyn Nets. Think about all the 
motherfuckers, all your friends, all your homeboys, you'd have to deal with all the people that'll be hitting you up for tickets. And all. That works for some people. Some people, that doesn't work for. Some okay. people, that's a, that's a lot. It worked out for LeBron. He did his thing. We don't need to keep going over. About, he's a great philanthropist and all this shit. They I, got I their asses mentioned. kicked. They I got fucking that. swept. I don't mention shit like that. It's terrible. It's bad. Yo, Golden State won. But all I'm saying they now, just winning. Money, money, you, you, your mission is accomplished. But, but people, some people don't want to keep changing teams. You know what it is to it move. Yo, 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 it ain't no changing teams, Rappaport. He accomplished his mission. It was to get a championship. Now show your medal. If you're the number one player in the world, go home to D.C. He don't want to go to D.C. Because he know, he know, he know what time it is. So, of course, you're going to sign with these motherfuckers. This is like, of course. And now everybody, everybody's teaming up and gathering all their friends and whether you want to admit it or not, that's because of LeBron. So he's going to figure out, oh, is Paul George going to come to the Lakers? No, or am I going KG. to go to Houston? That's because of him. He started this bullshit. And, KG, and, and, Paul Pierce. KG, yeah. Paul Pierce. Those dudes were they in the league it. for 12 fucking years Yo, when they did they that. they won a championship. It was the big three. That's where that shit started nah, from. Le nah. LeBron. Wait, 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 wait. I got to make this point. LeBron. LeBron went. To Miami, and the year before they didn't make the fucking playoffs. But you're, we're not arguing how good he is. Like, that's the thing you keep trying to explain no, to me no, how I'm good not, he is. I'm not saying I've that. already I'm said, saying I said on this podcast over and over, I said it on video, he's the best player in the league. But even the best player in the league, it doesn't matter. I'm it not doesn't fucking that. matter. The only you, thing you that fucking matters, point. 51 points a game one doesn't matter. All that shit that he did versus Toronto doesn't matter. The gallant Yo. shit that he did versus Boston, none of that shit matters. Exactly. I, I And I agree, but you're missing my point. My point is LeBron didn't join a championship team. That's what I'm saying. For you to what say Miami did? isn't a championship team, they had D-Wade when yo, he was yo, in his yo, prime. Yo, yo, and he, and you, Wait, you still acting like Chris Bosh didn't go there also. Yo, yo, LeBron did not join the Lakers, who eventually won the championship that year. He joined Miami, who got swept basically in the in the against the Celtics. So when when Miami lost to the Celtics, when Cleveland lost to the Celtics, if if, if it was your man, your man would have went to the Celtics. See, this is the this is the dichotomy. What this is what the fuck I'm talking about. He's great. He's great. Kevin Durant is great. How could anybody say he isn't? But, yo, that, the principality of that, it resonates around the world. They look I, I at that it. guy I like a piece of shit. I talked shit about it when it first happened, but I understand it. And I've also met him, and you see what kind of disposition he has. Yo, he's not all about that rah-rah shit. He, you gotta he, be he, about and he's, this is not, he's not all about that shit. He got his championships. He likes living up there. Those dudes are making money up there. Those dudes are making money in Silicon Valley up there. Don't get it twisted. I, I'm with all that. I'm saying, and the reason why LeBron will never be in Michael Jordan and Kobe. Because he's a bitch-ass motherfucker no, who comes yeah, out no, with a no. soft cast. Because he doesn't have that killer instinct. When he had George, uh, uh, Steph Curry in the first game, whatever, and he made the pass to George Hill, Michael Jordan, Kobe would have said, yo, this we're going to live or die on me. That's, that, that's what separates. That's why he'll never be there because he's supposed to take Steph Curry and back his ass down in. But he didn't do that. He'll never be up there, but he's top three for me. And he's top three for me too. And you know what the sad thing about it is? This is the thing that I'll say is a sad thing for for like LeBron is top three. He don't have to prove any more shit. He can retire and his 
what his greatness is is solidified above and beyond. And whatever he does from here is just going to just keep adding cherries to it. But the thing for me, and, and you can understand this, is, is that he's setting a precedent that you could just keep changing team after team after team after team. Not like when you're just like hanging on to get extra contracts. Not when you're just right. like in your last few years. Yo, this dude is, you could arguably say he's he's in his prime. Like he performed at a level that's crazy. And he's yeah. just changing teams. So whether he goes to the Lakers, Houston, wherever the fuck he's going to go, he's setting a precedent for all these young kids that are coming up behind him that they're but like, But they Yo. can't do that. But they can't do that because nobody is as great as him. This is a once but, but look a at gen- Paul It's like George. a generational player. But look so at Paul if- George. But I'm saying he like the precedent is, is it's like it's set now. Paul George went to OKC. He was out there with fucking crazy ass Russell Westbrook who's rhyming about rhyming Ice Cube songs the day after they won the championship, <laughs> com- whining and complaining. He's out there in OKC. He's never going to win shit. Him yeah. and Steven Adams, like his goon Steven Adams, you guys ain't winning jack shit. Yeah, they not winning shit, but LeBron is a once-in-a-generational player. So, yo, he's maximizing his talent, and I'll give you three years with an option, so I'm going to get a championship, and I'm going to move on. But, yo, it's the finals. What owner, if you're an owner, what owner wouldn't want that? I, I got a once-in-a-generational player who's on the sunset of his career, yo, and he still gets us to finals. He only he can do that. I don't even think that. he's at the sunset. Yo, he Yo, you 33, yo, you got about 3 more years, man. I, I, yo, I'm telling you right now, it, barring injury, the way this dude plays and the fact that he could play other positions, if he's playing with a whether it's a Kyrie or Alonzo Ball and he's with these young stallions, Kyle Kuzma, these young high energy motherfuckers and and whoever else and Paul George and he don't have to do as much as he did and and the fact that he's got so many different skills, barring a serious injury, if he doesn't get like a, a torn Achilles or something that fucks him up, yo, this dude is going to break the mold. He's going to be the Tom Brady dude. Like, yo, he's yeah. 40. He's 41. Because yeah. he, he's not going to continue to do what he did this year because yeah. he, he can't do that. That's Right. That, uh, no, nah, that's, too, that's too much. It, it doesn't Cleveland. seem fun after a while. Like, like it's... It's too much of a burden. So, so whatever the case is, listen, the NBA is in a great place. It's going to be a lot of shit talking all summer. Who knows where he wind up? But I'm going to just say this one last time. Can, can, I, can I have the floor? What did you say? What did you call it? I, I, I yield to the gentleman from Manhattan. <laughs> I'm going to just say this one more time. Your guy got fucked. He got yeah. swept and he got stuffed. Miles, Terrible. Jordan, let me get something funky to change the subject. <laughs> All right, I told you guys earlier, I'm telling you one more time, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Tour, World Tour, is continuing this summer, Thursday, July 26th, Toronto. We are coming to Canada, July 26th, Toronto, Saturday, August 4th in New York City, Saturday, August 18th in Houston, Texas, Wednesday, August 22nd in Philadelphia. I cannot wait for that. Saturday, Yo, that's going to be dope. Uh, yeah. Saturday, August 25th in Boston, Massachusetts. You can get all tickets at IamRapportTour.com. I don't know what else to do, man. Listen, we've been rocking and rolling, talking all kind of shit for damn near an hour. Big Mike Evans. Big Mike Evans. He plays wide receiver like a two-guard in the NBA. He was at game four. He likes to talk shit. He's a low-key shit talker. 
Just signed a contract for $81 million for the Tampa Bay Dang. Buccaneers. I love this dude. He's a fantasy football beast. He's a real-life football beast. He loves basketball. He loves football. We talked to him about being a game four, what he heard. He was right there on the court. If you got $81 million, you, you sit in the Spike Lees. You sit, I call them the Mike Evans seats. Big Mike Evans coming up next, talking NBA, talking NFL, talking what the fuck are really OTAs, off-season workouts really about. Big Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two guard, all pro, all everything, coming up next on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. All Buttersoft Iron Rapport Podcast t-shirts are available at districtlines.com forward slash I am Rapport. Get your Buttersoft t-shirts. Get your hot Buttersoft t-shirts. We have the Wasteland tee, the Air Moody tee, the Murder Doc and Chill tee, the Sucker Shit t-shirt in black and or white. We have the You Fuck You tee, the Disruptive Behavior t-shirts and hats, and so much more. All Buttersoft I Am Rappaport podcast t-shirts and I Am Rappaport gear is available at districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rappaport. Hello. My man, Big Mike Evans. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. NBA fan, NFL beast, plays wide receiver like a two guard in the NBA. Big Mike Evans, how you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling great. I would feel better if uh, the King would have won one game in the finals. Well, Mike. Listen, these things were not meant to be. The sweep was what was meant to be. Now, were you at any of the games, Mike? Yeah, I went to the last one. The oh, the game where they actually swept up Cleveland, that game. Number game number four? <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about what you saw, what that was like, what was that environment like? Um, and uh, and just just give me your breakdown of, of like being there. Like, did you have good seats? Did you have like big Mike Evans seats? If it's courtside by the Warriors bench, is Mike Evans seats? And yeah, I had them. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. okay. I was sitting like right next to David West and Iguodala and Curry and Durant when they would sit down on the on the floor. It was an awesome experience. Um, and I, I was telling myself I knew it was going to be a sweep, but. Um, I just wanted to see King James and possibly his final game in Cleveland. So it was, a, it was an awesome experience. You know, even though I wasn't happy with the outcome, uh, it was cool to like be around like, you know, other pro athletes winning a championship. Right. Uh, and being the best in the world. So, uh, and I interacted with a lot of the players on the Warriors, uh, talked talk a little crap to them. They talked a little crap back. <laughs> uh, it was, it was good stuff though. It was all, all in good fun. And uh, me and my wife, we really enjoyed ourselves. That's dope. So, 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 what were you saying? Who, who were you going after, and who was the most sort of uh, talkative back to you? You know, I had to give KD and uh, Draymond uh, some hell. And but, I, um, I know Draymond doesn't shy away from conversation with anybody. No, he doesn't. But he was uh, they were so uh, uh, like alert on the sideline, like in football, when fans are talking trash. Like, they're not that close to us, so we can't really say nothing back, and we probably don't even hear them most of the time. But they heard me. I was, like, one seat away from them, so they heard me, and they, most of them knew who I was. So, you know, they were they were talking noise back. Uh, Draymond told me that I was I was uh, too emotional. <laughs> he, he told you that? He did, and I just couldn't do nothing but laugh. 
That's funny because because he's he's about as emotional as, as it gets. Was uh, yeah, I know. what was the vibe on the bench being so close? Because the reason why I wanted to talk to you because you're I know you're a big basketball fan. I know you're a LeBron James fan, and like and obviously you do your thing in football and you, you played you played basketball. We talked about that the last time you were on the podcast. Like when in the fourth quarter when it was sort of the the game got away from the Cavaliers. Like how how hyped up were those dudes? Like were they like I mean what was that like just as a fan? That they were. They were very excited. You could tell um, they were saying back to back and and all that. They were like, you know, dap each other up, give each other hugs and stuff like that. It was it was awesome. And then after the game, you know, seeing seeing the, um, the players and their their families come after the game and their kids and their wives, uh, and that and that's what you work for, you know, no, no matter the circumstances, you know, even though you know I wasn't. You know, me and a lot of other people in uh, in, the, in the world that are fans of the game, you know, we didn't like Durant's decision, but it was awesome seeing him and his family after the game. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to meet him. Uh, and he's a cool guy. I wish he wasn't a cool guy. <laughs> he, he was, a, yeah, he's a real cool guy. Um, and it's just cool to see that, you know, uh, as a pro athlete, you know, I, I want to be in that position one day. Yo, so Mike, so you see my tweets on, uh, uh, you know, you, we, me, sometimes me and you go back and forth. You defended uh, King James against against one of my uh, Twitter attacks once. Now, now, real talk. LeBron is about 6'9", 270, um, uh, and he's 33 years old in the prime of his athletic prowess. I'm 48. I'm 6'3". I'm about 215, 210, 205 <laughs> when I cut weight. If LeBron saw me... Do you think he would want that smoke with me? Like, do you think he would actually want like these hands? Like, like based on everything that you've seen with me and all my tweets and all all my shit talking, do you think he would want that smoke? If he wasn't who he was, yeah, hell yeah. If he didn't have to worry about the authorities, definitely. Oh, but what's, we don't need to do the authorities. Like, we I'll give him a fair one, five minutes. Like, I'm just saying. And and what would your prediction be on the outcome of that? Like I said, I'm two fifteen now. When I cut weight, I'm about two oh five. Like, what do you think? Like, how do you think that would go down? Keep it real, Mike. He'd probably kill you. Come like, on, literally. man. You know what, Mike? Like, you'll probably die. Yo, Mike. I know you're from. I know you're from. Where you from? New York. I'm from New York. Yeah, that don't mean nothing. Like, that's, a, that's one of the best athletes of all time. He's he'll pummel you. Uh, you, you know what, Mike? You said five minutes? Well, a five-minute fight lasts very, very long. If y'all in a room alone, nobody can help? Nobody can help. No, nah, you don't You don't want that. You know that, Mike. Come on, man. Come on, man. I, I, I probably wouldn't even want that. Not, I don't back down from anybody ever. <laughs> in a room with a guy 6'9", 270, well, super now, athletic and quick and strong. I, well, how, what is it like? I, I've had the pleasure of watching him play up close. And now, listen – I talk all my shit, but I, I acknowledge his greatness. And the thing that when I've had those, I'll call them, instead of calling them the, uh, the Spike Lee seats, I'll call them the Mike Evans seats. When I've had those Mike Evans seats, the couple of times where I've watched him up close, because he's so damn big. And, and obviously in your sport, you know, you're quick. You see other wide receivers, small guys that are quick. You know, you see safeties and DBs that are quick. But to see a guy as big as he is up close, Talk to me just like athlete, like from an athletic standpoint, the thing that, that impresses you the most about him. Just as far as his physical uh, attributes? Yeah, just like watching. Because you've seen athletes. You're an NFL dude. I mean, like, you know what the deal is. No, nah, he's he's as best as, as it can get. I mean, he's a creative player out there. 
long arms, big shoulders, uh, big lower body, can run as fast as anybody you know in the league, can jump higher than anybody. IQ off the charts. You know, I think, you know, seeing LeBron James in person is is one of the best things that you can do if you're a sports fan. Yeah. Like, no matter no matter what sport you like. I took um like my wife, she's she doesn't really like basketball as much, but when we go see LeBron and and well D Wade's my favorite, but I like LeBron because of D Wade. But the first time we saw, you know, when he when he was with the Heat, um, after I left out of college, we uh sat courtside to see LeBron and uh, D Wade play against the Pelicans, and we were just blown away. Yeah, he's just how he, fast he moves and how powerful. Like when he's going down the court, he's just so powerful. Um, yeah, he's a creative player. Is there anybody in the NFL besides like like the linemen, just in terms of that you could compare his size and athleticism to? Like the linemen are big, but they're not as fast. Is there anyone? Gronkowski, like, is there a linebacker? Like, is there anybody that you could say LeBron, like, that's like a NFL version of LeBron James? No. So if he played in the NFL. Maybe like, like a, maybe Julio Jones, maybe. How big is Julio? How tall is Julio? He's, he's shorter. You know, he's like 6'3". You know, he's built very muscular, uh, very fit, but like, he's not, I'm taller than him. So, and LeBron's way taller than me, so like nobody in the NFL is close to LeBron's like you know attributes and and freaky athleticism. I don't think. Now, as a fan, just as a basketball fan, what did you think of the cast coming off uh, the cast uh, at, at the presser? Because as a as a fan for me, and as a LeBron doubter, but as a, as a, someone who respects it, I would have said. Yo, put the cast on after the press conference. Like, you you made it this far hiding it. It's obviously not broken. There's an injury. Okay, do the press conference and keep it moving. Because it just leads, like, why are you bringing this up now? You could have did the cast afterwards. You, you, you're dunking on JaVel McGee off the backwards. You're doing fancy handshakes with everybody with the same hand. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you need to throw a cast on it. You couldn't just wait. Till after the press conference to do the cast, what is your take on that? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think he was lying about the injury. No, I don't uh, either. I don't know. Shit, the, the series was over. Maybe he's starting to heal it now. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. You got to ask him. <laughs> well, maybe I'll I mean, ask him when we shoot that fair one. Um, <laughs> all right, Mike. You you just signed what was reported as a is it fifty what was it reported as sixty one million dollar contract eighty one million dollars fifty five guaranteed something like that yeah eighty eighty two eighty two point five extension totally earned it I, I couldn't be happier yeah. for you I have nothing but respect for you can you can you give me a little insight into somebody who has busted his ass in his, his entire life and then when you when when you achieve something like that obviously you know. Uh, it's got to be mind blowing. Like, like, what does that feel like to have just that security and that sort of validation as a young man? How old are you now? Uh, twenty four. You're twenty four years August. old. Yeah, I'll be twenty five in August. Jesus Christ, Mike! I'm so happy for you. You're twenty four years old, and you're is this your fifth year? You're going into your fourth. So my fifth. Yo, you're a yo, you're a fucking beast, Mike. You're a beast. So so when so when you bust your ass and you work so hard and you have all the the luck in the world and all the hard work and just all the blessings to become an NFL player and then you you're kicking ass going into your fifth year and have that kind of contract are you just like sometimes like I can't believe it? like what does that feel like? 
yeah, sometimes it's you know it's it's mind blowing like you said. Um, but as far like like you said, it's just the security that I have for my family is what I get excited about. Right. And you know I get to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know it is cool that I get to buy you know NBA Finals tickets courtside. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really like a big spender like that. Um, but it's just I don't know. It's surreal at times. Um, but I'm not a flashy guy. Like money doesn't really define me. Yeah, you're a low key you know, dude, man. I, I, I love having money. Obviously, I mean, don't it, don't get me don't get it twisted. But like, I, it doesn't define me. I mean, as long as I, I just want to win and have a long career uh, and just enjoy it while I can, you know, I'm I'm playing against the best in the world. I'm one of the best in the world, and I want to be the best receiver I can be. You know, best husband, father, and just enjoy enjoy the ride while I can because you know life's short, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't be happier for you, man. I, I, I think it's so dope. I can't believe you're 24 years old. That's insane to me, man. Okay, so you, you bought your courtside tickets. Can you give me just insight into one more thing you might have splurged on? Do we get a car? Like, do we, like, do we get, like, a big TV? Like, w- w- just give me one, just one more thing. You had to buy something. I bought, well, I bought, I bought a house. Me and my wife bought a house, but it was before the contract because you, I already, you know, my first contract was, was sizable as yeah, well. Yeah, that wasn't too shabby. Not as sizable as this one, but. So let me see. After this contract, I bought oh, I bought a Rolex. Yup. I like it a lot. I wore it at the game. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty shiny. I was iced out on the sideline. As be. you should be. As you should I bought, be. I bought my wife one. Uh, I think I bought my mom a Rolex for uh, Mother's Day. That's dope. What else did I get? I just bought like a, a lot of little stuff. Like I went to uh, the Rockets Warriors game. Uh, I got a suite for me and all my my homies, my my brother, uh, my wife's family. We watched the uh, was that game game five? Yeah. When the Rockets won and Chris Paul got hurt, man, I thought he had cramps that game. I, I couldn't believe it. He hurt his hamstring. Yeah, that was tough on that play. That that sucks. But um, yeah, I, I just do little stuff like that because I love sports so. I like to let everybody get involved sometimes. That's dope. Um, all right, and my final question is this, Mike. Can you can you explain to me? Like, I'm a football fan, and obviously, you know, with NBA being over, you know, I think everybody who, who's fans of sports, if, if I'm not into baseball, you take a little decompression, and then we get into we get into preseason, uh, uh, you know, towards July and August. And and of course, you know that you're you're speaking to, and and uh, if if you're nervous, it's okay. I'm a fantasy football. A guru, a senior fantasy football analyst. Um, but can you explain to me what OTAs are? Like, what exactly are they? They're just it's kind of like spring ball for um, you know how college football has spring ball and high school has spring ball. It's kind of the same thing, but no pads and no scrimmaging. Um, it's really just we go against the, the offense goes against the defense pretty much, you know, every day. For we do it four days. We do it Monday through Thursday. Um, we do seven on seven and a team against the defense. Uh, we work on individual drills and uh, just go to meetings for like an hour and a half, two hours out the day. So we're there for like four or five hours uh, throughout the day, and that's that's pretty much all the time we have um, because of the CBA. Um, that's all it is. It's just I guess we practice with no 
No pads on. That's all it is. It's like practices, but it's it's practices light. There's there's no contact. So like when you're doing seven on seven, is it like flag type of like physicality, like flag football? Like is it like how do you stop a play? You gotta you can tag off. I okay. Guess, yeah, so it's not like flag. I mean, we have enough contact. You know, not too much. You know, our coach would get fined if we have too much contact. And would you say, like, as a young guy, like this year going into your fifth season, how far away are you right now from game-ready shape? Like, how far, like, you know, I'm sure everybody's different, but for you, like, how far away are you from, like, being, like, a finely tuned, you know, NFL game-ready machine? Or, or, Or are you, like, if you had to play a game next week, are you, like, physically ready to play a game? Uh, physically ready to play a game next week, like a preseason game, I could play because I only play like the first or t- first quarter or the second quarter. But those are like they're grueling. It's a grueling game, so I can um, it take me about three three more weeks from now because we got mini camp coming up. So this would be a good you know time to, to get my cardio and get my body right. But I gotta like I, I need those preseason games. I need at least one or two preseason games. Um. To get to get right and know where I need to be at, because receiver is one of the hardest positions as far as uh, you know being tired and and being fatigued. So we get about fifty to sixty plays mm. if you're a starting receiver a game. Then you got to run those full speed, uh, take the hits. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to play next next week. Would, but I'd probably have to be limited. What, like when you're in your 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 biggest day of training, like when you're in your most intense day of training, how much cardio do you put in? A lot. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, long distance running, but you know, the hardest things for me is the the explosion, explosion drills. Uh, I do a lot of that, like pull, pull, um, what is it? Um, the weight, the, the, the chains with, uh, with a sled on the back. Oh yeah. Um, I I'm saying, like, oh yeah. Like I've ever done them. I've seen like you guys do them. <laughs> I, I wouldn't yeah, go near one of those like things, man. I don't even go within a hundred feet of him if I see if I was at a like I don't go near that shit, Mike. But I say, oh yeah, right. like it'd yeah, be some I do good work. Yeah, I, yeah, it'd be some good work. It'd be some good laughs. You're a funny guy, man. Yo, you know so that. so all right. So my my final basketball question, then I'm gonna let you go. Um, what uh, where do you think LeBron James should go, and where do you think he'll actually end up? If you had it your way. Or would you think he should stay in Cleveland? What, what would be your, your choice, and what is your prediction on where he's going to wind up? Man, that's just a, such a hard question, man. Because I'm, you know, D Wade's my favorite, my all-time favorite, but I don't know if he's going to retire, or and even if he plays again, he won't be like the same, you know, D Wade, you know, five years ago. I think he's playing one more year. One more year? Well, all right, then I want LeBron to go to Miami. Oh man! And get Paul George over there. No, 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 no. Listen. But realistically, I think you know he either stays in Cleveland. Smart move to go to the Spurs. But if I had to choose for my for my likeness, I'd want him to go to back to Miami and put that number six back on because you know he was unreal uh, when he was in Miami those four years. That would be crazy. I mean, if, but, him, um, hit, wherever he goes, it's going to be nuts. Absolutely, he should go to the Spurs. Top of bitch. You know, for he gets to have like one of the best coaches. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, yeah. the the best coach ever, in my opinion, play play for him uh, in a really good system. You know, and he won't his body won't be as taxed. I agree as, as it was this past year. 
I agree, because he can only, I mean, as great as he was in these playoffs, it can only continue for so long. All right, listen, Big Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Buccaneer beast, 24 years old. Congratulations on your contract. Congratulations on everything you've done so far. I got to get to a game this season. I got to get to a game this season uh, uh, and see you do your thing uh, live and in person. And I I wish you all all the luck in the uh, offseason getting ready for the preseason and getting ready for the real season. Keep doing your thing, and I, and I appreciate you rocking me on the podcast, Mike. I appreciate you, Mike, man. Give me a fantasy football this year, man. I won't let you know. Oh, that's that. Yo, 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 that's a no-brainer. Yo, don't, don't yo, I, I, I like that tip. I know you're going to do your thing. I, I, I know you're going to kick ass. Stay healthy, and I'll talk to you soon, my man. All right, boss. Thank you. All right, I want to thank our guest, Big Mike Evans, He's returning guest. I love this dude, good dude. Um, congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on a healthy, healthy offseason. I can't wait to see him do his thing. Fantasy football beats first-round draft pick, fantasy football. Um, G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Do you have any any final words on, on your guy? Um, LeBron, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Everybody in the world saw how you did everything and tried to will these guys to win. You had a cast of clowns and they didn't scrap with you and you had to do everything. So obviously you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yo, gear up, come back and and, and try to get another championship somehow. Okay. And also rap. Also, I want to I want to shout out Wait, wait, Alexis. wait, before you do shout out, I got one more question for you. Okay. Do you have anything to say to the champions? Steph Curry, Iggy Clay, all these guys that was there, Mm -hmm. that won chips, Mm -hmm. that did it before Homeboy got there, Mm -hmm. y'all the champs. Mm -hmm. Give give money a do-rag, and and, and that's it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Wait, let me give a shout-out. I want to shout-out my man Alexis from uh, Arrow Transportation, who gets us from the airport to the crib in Brooklyn, whatever. Great dude, and he's extended it to you as well, Rap. Okay. So, good dude. Um. Yo, rate, review, get the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast app. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Continue to give us sick fucks. Continue to tell us what you like, what you don't like. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. You can email us at I am Rapport Podcast at gmail.com. Rap a pack, all the fans, new, old, day oneers, day twoers, and people that just started rocking with us. We appreciate it. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something, something nice. Take us out of here with some championship beats. <laughs>